Hello, and welcome to the Essentials of Faith program. Have you ever noticed how some people complicate even the simplest Bible teachings as though God's hiding something from us? Maybe you've been frustrated in your search for meaning in life. I have great news. God knows just what you need, and you did not find this program by happenstance. We will unpack essential truths from Scripture that will change your life forever. What's more, you will discover a new and vibrant experience with God. I hope you're ready. And now, here's your host, author, speaker, L. David Harris. Peace and blessings, listening friends. We know that you could have chosen to spend your time doing any one of a number of things, but we are excited that you have chosen instead to invest some of it with us. This is L. David Harris, your host, and I am delighted to be able to share with you one more time. Today, we are sharing under the title, He's Always on Time. And yesterday, um, we discussed a message for the brokenhearted, and we saw that God was on time in answering and delivering the answer of prayer to his servant, Daniel. Even though for 21 days he was in distress, we found we were able to sort of pull back the the curtain into the supernatural and saw that the enemy had been holding Gabriel up for 21 days. God had already given the answer and Gabriel was to deliver it. And so Jesus himself had to set Gabriel free on his way to answer his son Daniel's prayer, to show him that he was dearly beloved of God and that he had an answer to the details concerning God's people for the last days. And so today we are using a a very similar concept, except this time, Jesus being on time, God always being on time, is going to be referring to Jesus' second coming, right? He's been on time for the, he was on time for the first coming, the Bible says in the fullness of time in Galatians chapter four. So right on time, he came to save his people from his sins. In the fullness of time, when you needed an answer to prayer, God gave you that answer. Whenever you needed provision, he said, don't take any thought of those things, for after those things do the Gentiles seek. And so on time, he makes provision. I think it was David that says he was young and he's also been old, but he's never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. So God is always on time. Let me just say it again. He's always on time. Now, before we pray, I know that you hear me say this thing every time I open up, and I've been saying it for years. I've had multiple programs, and that just resonates with me. And I say that, you know, there are a lot of things that you could be spending your time on, but I'm thankful that you're investing with us. So to spend is to expend. Once you use it or put it out there, you lose it. You spend money on, I don't know, bread. It's not an investment. I mean, we need the bread, we eat it, and you know, it does its its job. But in this case, it's gone. But when we invest, we are expecting reasonably, we have a reasonable expectation of return. And so when you are with us going through these times, these programs, you have a reasonable expectation that God, your Father in heaven, is going to give you a return on this investment. And the blessings are without measure if you just submit your will to him. Today we are reading from uh, the book of first, no, not first, second Peter. The book of second Peter, uh, chapter 
three. And I am going to give you again from the Holman Christian Bible, the Holman Christian Standard Bible. It's one of my favorites, uh, along with the King James Amplified New Living Translation, Lexham. And I'll just stop there. But the Bible reads here in verse one of Second Peter chapter three. Dear friends, this is now the second letter I have written to you. In both letters, I want to develop a genuine understanding with a reminder so that you can remember the words previously spoken by the holy prophets and the command of our Lord and Savior given through your apostles. First, be aware of this. Scoffers will come in the last days to scoff, living according to their own desires, saying, Where is the promise of his coming? Ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they have been since the beginning of creation. Now, I just want to push pause here. I'm seeing that the scoffers are probably not just worldlians, people who couldn't care less about anything that God has to say just because they're worldlians. But these are people who are at least associated with God's people, if not having been God's people in lost faith, if not. Because these people are making reference almost like believers who have fallen away because they're like, since the fathers, what fathers are we talking about? Their forefathers? Uh, you know, of course, this is sort of a, a way of, of, of referencing uh, in the Jewish language. Like when David died, he, he, he fell asleep and he was buried with his fathers. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking that these people are at least remotely associated with God's people, if not having been God's people in lost faith. But let me not hold us up there. Verse 5, they willfully ignore this. You see that? They willfully ignore this. Long ago, the heavens and the earth were brought about from water and through water by the word of God. Through these waters, the world of that time perished when it was flooded. But by the same word, the present heavens and earth are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. Dear friends, don't let this one thing escape you. With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years. Are you waiting for something, friends? Does it seem like God is taking long? Just keep reading. And a thousand years, like one day? The Lord does not delay his promise. I said he's always on time. As some understand delay, he's not slack, but, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. So if you are awaiting the second coming of Jesus Christ like I am and waiting for the promise, Jesus said he's going away to prepare a place for us and he will one day come again to receive us unto himself that where he is, we may be also. If you're waiting and you're like, how long, O Lord, if you're waiting for that day? You think the earth can't continue any longer because of the crazy trials that we're experiencing, supernatural disasters. Some call them natural disasters, natural disasters, diseases that are incurable, some resurgence of diseases that we thought we had beat. Yeah, politics, politics, and all kinds of other things that are distressing the nations, war, rumors of wars. And if you think the earth can't continue any longer, and you may be right, you know, the earth groaneth and travail until this day, awaiting the deliverance through Jesus Christ. Jesus is on his way, but there's a reason he's not here yet. One of them has to do 
with not wanting any to perish, but that all should come to repentance. The King James Version of the Bible says that his long-suffering is salvation. And so while he's delaying, he is preparing more people. Are you being prepared? Are you helping others get ready for the coming of the Lord? There are people you know right now who couldn't care less about God. And those people, if they don't learn to love God, not because it's punitive, but if you don't learn to love God, then you, then you won't live with God forever. You won't live with God forever if you don't love him. And there is no sin that can pass into the next life because God is, is setting up a kingdom in, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Affliction, that sin, that rebellion will not rise a second time. And so God is preparing people to live in the holy atmosphere with God. The Bible says, uh, Paul speaking, that uh, to those who, are pe- who, those who wait for him, he will appear a second time without sin unto salvation. So God is preparing a people for that holy existence. And so his long suffering, the reason why he's not here is because he wants as many people as possible to hear his voice, surrender and be saved. Verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. On that day, the heavens will pass away with a loud noise. The elements will burn and be dissolved and the earth and the works on it will be disclosed or dissolved or destroyed. Mm-hmm. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, it is clear what sort of people you should be in holy conduct and godliness. So Peter is telling you what you need to be doing while you're waiting. Yes, you may be distressed waiting. Yes, you may be saying, Lord, and so Lord Jesus, quickly come. I'm tired of being down here on this crazy planet that seems to be completely out of control. But God is waiting for people, not waiting uh, idly, but preparing people to meet him. But this is what you should be doing while you're waiting. This is going to be the destruction of the earth. Yes, but it's clear what kind of people you need to be in holy conduct and godliness. As you wait, verse 12, for and earnestly desire the coming of the day of God, the heavens will be on fire and be dissolved because of it, and the elements will melt with the heat. But based on his promise, we wait for a new heavens and a new earth where righteousness will dwell. Are you waiting for Jesus to come? Are you preparing your life? Are there people that you need to help? Are there people that you need to resolve conflicts that you've had and you have not forgiven them or you've not been forgiven and you need to go seek them out and and see how you can live peaceably with them if possible? Yeah, so God is giving us all an opportunity to grow in grace and in the knowledge of him. There are things about our characters that we don't even understand ourselves. And God is coming for a a clean people. He's coming for a prepared people. And so don't take the time for granted. If you have a probationary period, knowing that, yes, Jesus is coming soon. And to those who are not awaiting him, he will come as a thief. Uh, You should be preparing. How do you prepare? Well, the Bible says that we should be seeking his face every single day. We should pray. We should ask him what he would have us do in any given day. Look for people that need help. There are people who need money from you. There are people who need your time. There are people who need love. There are people who need you to be the voice of God to them. Not that you're God, but he said, let your light so shine before people so that when they see your good works, they will glorify him. 
When they are in prison, they need you to visit them. They need me. When they had no clothing or food, they need you. They need me to be of service to them. And so while we're waiting, while we're preparing, we need to be of service, helping those who need your help. The Bible says here in verse 14, Therefore, dear friends, while you wait for these things, make every effort to be found at peace with him without spot or blemish. And so there are sins that you may need to be repenting of that you thought you did and you have not, right? There are times that you thought that you confessed or resolved a thing, but you have this nagging feeling about something. And, and then the Lord brings to your attention. And you have to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for not cutting my life short. Thank you for not uh, coming at a time that I was not expecting while I still have not resolved with you, this cooperative spirit to agree with you and to turn away from my sins. Yeah, so the Bible says that he will come as a thief in the night, but not to you, not if you're looking for him, not if you are preparing and expecting him. You will see the signs of his coming. You will know that it is nigh. And Paul said he will not come upon you unawares. Verse 15, also regard the patience of our Lord as an opportunity for salvation, just as our dear brother Paul has written unto you according to the wisdom given him. He speaks about these things in all his letters in which there are some matters that are hard to understand. Even this man of God here, <laughs> Peter, understood in the, even in, under inspiration that it was difficult sometimes to parse out uh, Paul's writings. But the Holy Spirit gives us understanding. So he speaks these things in all these letters, which his letters in which there are some matters very difficult to understand. The untaught, unstable twist them to their own destruction, as they also do the rest of the scriptures. So I'm telling you in advance, therefore, dear friends, since you know this, be on your guard so that you are not led away by the error of lawless people and fall mm, from your own stability, but grow in grace and in knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and where else, when else, Brother Peter, and to the day of eternity. Amen. So God is always on time. Jesus is coming soon, and he'll be here in the nick of time. Peace. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. Always remember, the revelation of God's Word gives light. It provides understanding to the simple. Until next time, be at peace.